Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, the bullpen. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia. Of course, I'm your mayor of PHNX. This guy is the vice mayor. I actually touched you. That was weird. That was weird. Uh, that Thunderstick was Jesse Friedman. How you doing, buddy? I was doing okay. You were doing better happened. until that happened. Yeah, I want to now. Welcome back. <laughs> I know we haven't been in the studio in entirely too long. That's Jesse true. Me last week, I did. Uh, but of course, this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Uh, Jesse wasn't the only one that abandoned us. The bullpen abandoned us. They abandoned us forty times on the major league roster this season. And last night, in a very critical game for our friends, the Reno Aces, the bullpen once again abandoned them when they needed them the most. Yeah, it was a it was a tough one. Uh, the Reno Aces were up six to five. Uh, going to the top of the ninth inning. And uh, unfortunately, the bullpen gave up five runs. Um, it was both of the JBs, Derek. It's uh, the JBs. JV Wendelkin gave up four runs. He's been pitching some high leverage innings uh, for Reno since being sent down. And then JB Bukowskis also gave up a run. Um, and he went in to, to finish up that inning. And unfortunately, the Aces were unable to score it all in the bottom of the ninth inning. And hence, they lost the AAA championship game. So the Durham Bulls, who always win, they just always seem to win. Uh, By the way, uh, AAA affiliate for the Tampa Bay Rays. Yes. once again, our, our sister team. Our sister team. There See, he's, he's on board with it now. I can't I stop just know you. that you're <laughs> <She's> very <laughs> why, uncomfortable. Why can't we have nice things? Why can't we have nice things? Why can't we have an international? Uh, it's the International League Championship, is what they lost. Right, they still won the Pacific Coast. Yeah, they are still the Pacific Coast against champions. the Chihuahuas, but uh, they could not do it against the Bulls. Uh, shout out to everyone on the Aces, by the way, for their incredible run. Yeah, uh, including, of course, Alec Thomas. But uh, I just, I, I, I just can't help but feel like this reaffirms once again the organizational issue of of the bullpen. Right. Yeah. I mean, this doesn't do much to. Uh, give you very much hope for the future of the Diamondbacks bullpen, at least for right now, for for pieces coming from the minor leagues. Now, a lot could happen, obviously, that the Diamondbacks could do before next season to address this. And it doesn't mean that, you know, these guys that are starters right now are all going to be starters. Some of them may end up helping the bullpen out. But I guess my question is, can we just please fix this? Can yeah, we? I mean, it's one thing if you're if you're major league bullpen is not great but you know when your triple a bullpen is also not great and the same guys that you had in the big leagues earlier in the season are you know struggling in in triple a as well and granted it's a really hard place to pitch Uh, that game was in las vegas which is uh, a hitter friendly environment like pretty much everywhere else uh in the pcl but um but yeah i mean it, it just sort of goes to show that this bullpen issue that this organization has is not just with the big league club uh there there might be an element of this to the minor league team as well uh the reno aces have been a very good team throughout throughout the season so they've had some good things happen in the bullpen as well um but you know you could see things kind of the wheels kind of come off in a pretty critical situation three outs three outs away from the championship yeah uh up six to five and the bulls somehow score five five runs in the top of the ninth it felt like a very Diamondbacks thing to have yeah. happen, right? Alec Thomas homered early in the game, um, which was sort of a sort of a highlight. So if you're looking for 
uh, for silver linings in this one. Durham had a 4 nothing lead early in this game, and so things really didn't look good yeah. for Reno. Uh, but they came back. They scored three runs in the second inning, two of those on an Alec Thomas home run. And then Dom Canzone uh, had a big home run late. It was a 5-5 game. He made it 6-5 Reno in the bottom half of the eighth inning. So uh, the Aces had some momentum going into the ninth, and uh, I think the bases were loaded with nobody out to start the inning, and you oh. just kind of figured oh, that, that, that sounds, wasn't going to end and particularly that well. Isn't that how the game earlier on in the day between the Diamondbacks it, and the Giants it, worked out? There's I some think. similarities some there similarities. For, for sure. Yeah. Arr. Anyway, uh, we have Michaela ready with the bullpen cart to drive some guys away at any point. Um, we got a miniature version just so that, you know, we could really threaten it around here. You know, let people know we don't just have photoshops. We also have physical media uh, to reaffirm <laughs> the fact that Michaela's ready to drive some away in the bullpen cart at all times. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Jesse wrote a piece on it uh, about it not only just being a problem within the organization right now for the present and even maybe for the future, but for the past, too. It's past, yeah. present, and future. It's just part of this organization, unfortunately. And uh, it's it's hopefully something that the Diamondbacks can address because a lot of their other positional needs, I feel like they've been filled. Uh, we did have Emmanuel Rivera fracture his right wrist. Uh, you know our account is a Stan account for Emmanuel Rivera, so you know we're not thrilled about that. No. Uh, he will. He was put on the 60-day IL after a... A brief stint on the 10-day IL. Uh, yeah, there was a little little bit of a transaction yeah. mishap yeah. there, I think. Rivera um, is not a mutant. He does not have super healing powers. He will not <laughs> be back from a fractured wrist in 10 days. Well, and even if he was, this season would be over yeah, at that point I anyway. Mean, uh, so. I, could see it. I could see it being a thing. But <laughs> the true mystery is Cattell Marte being on the injured list because a lot of people still, there has not been an answer really for that, has there been? Not yeah, not that I'm aware of. Um, it's just sort of he just was placed on the injured list with no actual explanation, as far as we're aware. So uh, I'm sure we'll get some more information on that at at some point. Um, but yeah, I mean, Cattell has sort of been limping to the finish line for for, sure. for a couple months, yeah. right? Um, I mean, it's it's no secret when you watch the guy run the bases, he's not really running his hardest, and I don't think that's a, a character issue or anything. I think that's just the Diamondback saying like, hey. You know, don't uh, don't go 100 percent at times. Right. Like yeah. um, maybe take it a little bit easier and, and give your uh, your hammy an opportunity to heal up. And uh, unfortunately, it seems like maybe that didn't happen. The Diamondbacks just decided to play it safe and shut him down. And at this point, you're not really playing for anything. So, you know, at this point, you're just hoping to get everyone ready for next season. Yeah. Uh, in the comments, and we apologize, uh, technical difficulties. I'm blaming it on Leah 100%. But this is not this me. Is not Yesterday, Leah, you can blame me, yeah. but today, you cannot. Uh, but uh, in the comments, Elizabeth says he's on the IL for a bruised ego from the season. Uh, I, maybe. I don't know. I think mm -hmm. that I think we do have a hobbled uh, Cattell Marte who could use as much time off to get right. I think is possible. And at this point, what does it matter? Right. I mean, all it really, yeah, all it really means is Jake Hager gets the opportunity to come up, get some reps. Buddy Kennedy is going to get some more reps. Uh, and it's similar to Bumgarner, maybe even being not shut down for the season, but having no more starts for the season. Right. At this point, they know what they got in Cattell. They know what they got in Mad Bum. Both of those guys could use some rest at this point with uh, everything that's gone on this season. And now they have the opportunity for some young guys to get, uh, at least a little bit of playing time here before the season wraps up. Yeah, I have to I have to wonder like what this would have been like for Jake Hager because he got called up in order to, to fill to fill the vacancy. Right. That was that was created. Sure. Um, and because of it, he missed out on playing in the AAA championship game. Uh, so it's like, yeah. would you rather stay in AAA and play in a championship or get called to the big leagues? but like not really have anything to play for. And you're like really just a backup. You may or may not really get a chance to start. I still feel like JK is probably pretty happy to be yeah, back in the big I, leagues at the end of the day. That, um, that would be my, that would be my assessment, right? You, yeah. you know, the minors are the minors and playing in a championship game, I'm sure is exciting no matter what level you're at. But if you have the opportunity to be playing on the big league club, I don't think much else matters to yeah you at that point right? that's that's probably fair um but again if you want to read more about this organization the problems they had with bullpen everything else this guy over here writes about it all the time get yourself a membership over at gophnx.com get an annual membership and you'll get a free t-shirt like these guys on the wall behind us 
Cody's such a good boy. Uh, <laughs> you can get any shirt that you want at the phnxlocker.com. If you get a uh, month-to-month membership, we'll hook you up with the first month for just 50 cents. So we got you either way. Uh, no matter what your membership status is, you will get access to our members-only Discord and members-only discounts over at the phnxlocker.com. Uh, if you're with us right now in the chat, we thank you guys for being here. Uh, I hope you brought lunch. I'm hungry. Jesse's hungry. No salad and go. But, of course, we We're thank you guys hungry. for being here. We uh, just had Burrito Express, Derek. I'm still hungry, but that's just me. Uh, we think, we did have Burrito Express. It was delicious. <laughs> go get um, another burrito. There's, like, I'm still eight of them in there, too. I'm pretty sure. Uh, but but uh, thank you. Bring some lunch. Uh, if you subscribe to the YouTube channel, we thank you. If not, do so. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss whenever we go live. And also, if you're listening right now on the favorite on your favorite audio podcasting app, please subscribe to us there if you haven't done so already and leave us a five star review. We love you for it. Uh, of course, we thank our friends over at the DraftKings Sportsbook for sponsoring us. Jesse DraftKings. Uh, it was a DraftKings weekend for me. I'm on there. Uh, I, I, I was mm, one leg away from mm. my same game parlay hitting, but I, it was a stepped up same game parlay. And then the crazy thing is, is that you start you start doing you know, the more legs, right? And you think, I, I got this figured out. And then, like, it's it was the first bet that got me. It wasn't the additional legs. I hit all of those. It was my very first bet I made. But, you know, that's... that's what, was, what was the bet? Um, it was uh, Josh Allen's passing yards, which the Buffalo Bills just... They're, they're sinking me lately. I had yeah. so much faith in them after the first two games, and I've been putting too much uh, faith in them lately. But... Uh, you can do whatever you want over at the DraftKings Sportsbook with the same game, stepped up same game parlays. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. You can add up to 100% of your value to boost your winnings. Uh, with payouts bigger than ever, why even bet anywhere else? Uh, to make things even sweeter, you can throw down on these stepped up same game parlays all season long on game day. Uh, once per game day, all season long. So it's this simple. Not only that, you get the DraftKings Sportsbook app, your new customer. Use our promo code of PHNX. Bet $200 on... Er, Excuse me, not $200. You get $200. You just got to bet $5. $5 on any team to win. If they do, you'll get $200 in free bets instantly. Uh, that's promo code PHNX over at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, well, that's Sunday, Jesse. That's what happens on Sundays. And yesterday was our final Sunday show of the season. So we don't we don't talk about football now. That's not what we do. Uh, but of course, what we do talk about is Shark Week because every week is Shark Week. We talk about Earth Day because every day here is Earth Day. And every Monday we talk about the mailbag because we go to the mailbag. Always something interesting in my mailbox. I try to get to everything in my mailbox. And then once in a while, there's a letter that makes me go, wow, wow, my mailbox. Jesse's over here giving me updates about Arizona Fall League. By the way, today is the first day of Arizona Fall League. If you guys aren't here watching us, we hope that at the very least, you're out in the beautiful sunshine, which it's still a little too hot, uh, enjoying a wonderful baseball game in, in, it in is the outdoors. A little hot. I wish just a little too hot. I wish they did more night games, like for the first couple weeks of the Correct. fall league. Yeah, because especially this first week. This first week is all like 12 45 Yeah, or something a lot like of the yeah. games, at least for the Rafters yeah. this first week, are are 12 35 start time. So I don't know if you really want to be baking in the Arizona sun. We will when not it's like be. 97 <laughs> degrees out still. We but. said we're going to be out there, but we're going to be out there. <laughs> we're going to wait till it's nice out. We highly encourage you yeah. to go out there now though. yeah definitely yeah we're <laughs> not stopping bring you. lots of water put on some <laughs> suntan lotion and enjoy yourself but leah do we have some mailbag questions let's go our first question comes from kyle collins and he asks are we concerned about merrill's second half struggles with all the young arms ready to go should he and mad bum be worried well uh i i I don't know if either of them should be worried but i will say that there is enough competition for mad bum to definitely feel like he needs to step up his game. I felt like Merrill Kelly was very good this season, but you're right. He did have a little bit, especially lately uh, in the month of September and October, trailed off a little bit and and wasn't as solid as he was for the first half of the season. He just gave up a lot of dingers. He gave up a lot of dingers. <laughs> September, he gave up, uh, what, 11 uh, home runs in the month of pretty, September. Yeah, so, so Merrill Kelly has given up 21 home runs on the season, 11 of which came in the month of September. So he's just been destroyed by the long ball um, over the last month or so. And I know you can't actually pinpoint the reason for it, but if you were just guessing, what would you hypothesize was the reason for Merrill Kelly? Would you think that it's like just the the length of the season kind of wearing down on him? Or is it maybe the fact that people are figuring him out a little bit more? I feel like for for Merrill, I think 
he was just in a situation where his home run rate was just so low. Like it was just very, very low. So honestly, I, I don't know if I really have a good answer as far as like what is causing him to give up these home runs other than just sort of a regression to the mean situation where like he was allowing so few home runs for a while. And that was a little concerning. Like it's one thing if a guy is having a breakout season and they're striking out way more guys or they're walking out, you know, they're walking way fewer guys than they have in the past or those kinds of things. That wasn't really the case for Merrill. The walk and strikeout rates are pretty much the same. Uh, he was just allowing like way fewer home runs than sure. he ever had. Yeah, yeah. Generally speaking, pitchers definitely control how many home runs they allow, but they don't have as much control over it as a lot of us might want to think. Um, at the end of the day, most pitchers wind up giving up roughly the same home run per fly ball rate. Um, so that means that if you're if you're giving up, you know, if you're if you're a heavy ground ball pitcher, then that's one way to avoid home runs. But if you're not, and Merrill Kelly isn't like an extreme ground ball pitcher, right. you're going to give up your share of home runs. Um, it's just sort of going to happen no matter what you do. There's just too many factors. Sometimes the wind's blowing yeah. out, and you know whatever. But right. You also pointed out the other day with Merrill's struggles against the Giants. That he has played the Giants a lot this year. So yeah. some of those things could factor in as well. Like yeah. these guys, the you know, National League West especially has seen a lot of Merrill Kelly and they have an opportunity now, especially to see him, you know, uh, not, I'm not saying struggling, but, you know, not as on point as he was maybe the last time they saw him earlier in the yeah. season. Plus the season is 162 games. It's ridiculous that the baseball <laughs> season is still this long. We do not need to play this many baseball games, folks. <laughs> Uh, this comes from a, two guys that cover it every single night. So we we're on board with that. But. I will say like to actually I guess I didn't fully answer the question. Like, am I concerned? I'm not that concerned. Not because, about not about Merrill Kelly, right? No, not about Merrill Kelly, because I, I don't really see this as being like, oh, Merrill is just not pitching the same way he was before. Sure. And there there are some elements of that for sure. Still, I'm, I think his location hasn't been quite as on point as it's been in the past. But if you look at you know, like in September, he had 11 walks and 35 strikeouts uh, over 36 and two thirds innings, which is still really, really good. Um, so there's a lot of things looking at the numbers. It's like the home run rate is really high. Everything else is pretty normal. So there's really nothing to be super alarmed about here. I think it's just sort of a regression to the mean, like I said before. Uh, Pugs and Hugs gave us a $5 super chat. So not only do you have an incredible name, but you have an incredible heart. So thank you for that. He says, shout out to my main man, Josh. Uh, Josh is not here, uh, but he's in the chat. So Josh Hunt continues to deliver. Um, and he he brought paella today. For who? I don't know. Not for us. So I need to talk to Josh about bringing paella. But uh, Kyle Dannon says, as much as I love the mainstay, I don't. but I don't think he was ever going to keep up his dominant performance. He is a fantastic inning eater. That is his role. We love him for that, but he is not elite. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I agree. I think that's pretty safe to say, right? Yeah. But you can also, it's hard to discount what he's done this season and the consistency that he's had. Maybe Jesse's right. Maybe it is a regression to the means a little bit. Maybe it is Kim getting back to, you know, not being in this just amazing groove that he was at one point. I also uh, think that, you know, Merrill has things like this 200 innings goal that, you know, it's great. And five all, and two thirds. He needs five and two thirds on Wednesday. If We know. You and I both know how important it is to Merrill. As a manager, is it that important to you as well because it's as important to him? I mean, knowing Tori Lovello, anything that's important to his players is going to be pretty important to him. Well, that's so. Tori. I'm saying you. Like, oh, you're saying yeah, me. I'm saying okay. you. Would you shut down, <laughs> no, Merrill? I don't, give do? a, I don't give a crap. What <laughs> <laughs> no. You're uh, done, Merrill. We're shutting you down. I We're think calling it make, up Brandon Fox. I think it makes a lot of sense, honestly, to give him to give him the last start of the year just because he, he does have this goal that he's chasing after. And frankly, like... A lot of the other guys in the Diamondbacks rotation, if anything, you're kind of a little concerned at how many innings they're throwing sure. this year. Not sure. to say that anyone's like way over an innings limit or anything, but like it's like what Tori said with Mad Bum, though. Mad Bum has pitched the amount of innings yeah, that they want yeah. him to pitch, this especially year, so. a guy who has as many as much mileage on his arm as as Mad Bum Correct. does. But but yeah, like you know Dre Jameson or Tommy Henry or those guys, it's like don't need them to throw again you yeah, know like yeah. it's not the worst thing uh to pass on you know one of uh, a start from one of those guys over to merrill kelly at this point so i think it makes a lot of sense leah next question please uh gabriel asks how did you feel about this team at the beginning of the season and how do you feel about them now is it a big change or is it about what you feel and expected from them and i think this is a great question yeah 
I want to say if you even went back and watched an early season episode that we might have a very similar position that as we do now. I mean, Lord knows Jesse picked them to win 75 yeah. <laughs> games and I picked them to win like what, 82. Yeah. So it's not that far off for either one of us as to where we expected them to be. Yeah, yours is kind of far off. But. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I hope they don't win another game just because of this guy. But uh, that's that's the thing is, is that I think we expected them to be around here around 500 sub 500 yeah I, I even admitted at the time that that goal was kind of unrealistic so it was funny for them to actually be at 75 right. potentially 75 plus uh i think that this team has done what we thought they would do simply because we knew they weren't as bad as last year was like they weren't as bad as advertised yeah. from last season I will say that I am pleasantly surprised with the amount of young faces we've seen called up. That's something that I wasn't expecting, and I was still a little hesitant to buy in. I knew we were going to see Alec Thomas. I know we were going to see a couple of these guys. But like seeing Corbin Carroll already this year, having Dre Jamison and Ryan Nelson both make their debuts, and to find the success that they've had at a major league level already has been probably beyond my expectations for this team and these young guys. So I'm I'm excited about it. I'm excited that the future is getting an early start now and that we're not waiting any longer on some of these names like like Carol that we've been very excited to see. I think they're yeah, they're pretty much right where I think I expected them to be at this at this point. I mean, yeah, I, I predicted 75 wins and and I think when you predicted 82, you kind of knew that you were maybe shooting high a little bit in the in the moment, right? Sure. Um but yeah, like this is this is sort of what I what I expected and um, I, I think when I made that prediction, I did feel a little bit bullish. Like if you yeah. go back to when I, when we were making our predictions at the beginning of the season, it wasn't like, oh, this team is easily going to get to 75 wins. It yeah. was like a lot of things have to go right, but like, I kind of think they will. And that's pretty much what we've seen this year. Like Corbin Carroll has come up and, and made an impact. Uh, Alec Thomas came up and was good for a little bit. He certainly struggled down the stretch. I think the biggest difference from like what I expected and what we've seen is I thought Cattell Marte would be an easy all-star. Like he had a 900-something OPS last year. And given we talked a lot over the offseason about like if you look at his numbers over the last three years, they're really, really good. Over like a 1,000 plate appearances. I was pretty comfortable saying that Cattell was a franchise sort of a player. And I think this season has shown us that not only are there some pretty big durability concerns that maybe I overlooked a little bit in the offseason, but even when Cattell is healthy, there's some risk that he's not going to quite be the player that he's been at times over the last few seasons. So really where these 75 or whatever the number winds up being, whatever that win total is, a lot of those wins are coming from Jake McCarthy and Dalton Varsho yeah. and guys that I, th- I thought would contribute, but maybe wouldn't contribute quite as much as they have. Especially Jake McCarthy. Yeah. That guy has been incredible this year and deserves all the flowers. All the flowers. Uh, Next question. Uh, Kyle Collins asks, who do we think are the most likely players to win a major award for the D-backs in the future? Uh, I'll put my thoughts below. He has Zach Gallon for Cy Young. MVP already talked for Corbin Carroll. Wow. (laughs) Uh, Rookie of the year for Lawler or Fott. We, We like where you're going with this. I would say a Cy Young could very well be in Zach Gallon's future. Yeah. I mean, that's the, like, I think Zach Gallon is way ahead of anyone else on this team in terms of of chasing a Cy Young award in the future. He's probably going to finish in the top five this season. Correct. Uh, in fact, we're I think we're going to be very angry if, if Zach Gallon doesn't fact. finish in the that's top five. Fact. <laughs> Big facts. Uh, I will say Corbin Carroll might end up being the rookie of the year next year. Right? Yeah. He yeah. could still be applicable for it next year. And what we've seen out of him... I mean, we've seen him make some mistakes. We've seen him grow. But I think the incredible potential that we've seen out of him is there. Not to mention the fact that he already just looks kind of like a a big leaguer here already. He's stealing bases. I mean, he's making some incredible plays in the outfield. There's still even some things to work on there. But, uh, again, he's a a young guy who just got here. And uh, it's very exciting to see, you know, his trajectory and where he could go. I I think – the one thing that is such a benefit about calling these young guys up this year is this all that they'll admit like Jesse and I are around them off record on record. It doesn't matter if you're talking to them. They have no problem telling you like, man, this is so incredible to be here. You can see the stars in their eyes when they're at Chase Field. But it also doesn't it also doesn't help that whenever these guys get called up or even like when Drew Jones just made his stop by Chase Field, 
it's like the biggest celebrity in the world is there. Like the amount of people there are increased. The, the feeling of excitement in the air chase field is there. So like the fact that they can kind of get a lot of this out of the way now and then just be baseball players next season. Yeah. That's, that's very exciting. And I think that's going to help a lot of these young guys settle in and, and, you know, hopefully continue the success that we've seen this year and, and expand on it. Yeah. And I, I mean, I have to wonder like, if they hadn't made the changes that they did in the CBA, would we have seen Corbin Carroll this season? Like if the Diamondbacks didn't know in the back Great of their point. the back of their minds that, you know, they could have an extra year of team control over Corbin Carroll if they waited until a little ways into the season next year. I don't know if they would have done that. And and yet I think not only has it been good for fans who are dying to see Corbin Carroll play and know that he's ready to play, but I think it's been good for Corbin Carroll to like get this experience, like you've said. Like he's going to go into next year as a top rookie of the year candidate. And he's already going to have played, you know, 30 or 40 games in the big leagues, which is a really valuable experience for him to have. Jake McCarthy for MVP. There you go. I'm just putting it out. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. (laughs) Leah, do we have another question? Oh, I love this one. Uh, Jesse, are you familiar with the Back to the Future? Movies? I I have we seen have to, okay. I have seen Back right. to the Future. So how you, many are there? Are there? There are three. There are three. There are I three. think I've seen the first two of them. Okay, which so by my standards is pretty. That's good. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you've almost seen the whole story. So <laughs> as long as you've seen those, you have enough to get this question. But he had, he uh, yes, you get the opportunity to pull it Back to the Future. Jesse, Back to the Future is a movie you probably should watch by now. He did, <laughs> so you should be proud of him for that. It was really good. It is I, a really I, good it's, movie. It's, a it's one of my side. favorites for sure. Uh, and travel back to stop one signing in D-backs history. What signing would it be? I mean, like, I mean, I would say Madison Bumgarner because it's the only one that's like currently relevant. Sure. Right. Like, if you go back and stop the Yasmani Tomas signing. Maybe there's some residual effects that like still affect the team right now. I've often described the the condition the Diamondbacks were in as I think I've said it a broken vase because of Yasmani Tomas and the prior regime. By the way, shout out to Tony Larusa for retiring. It should have come a long time ago. Uh, anyway, I'm Did not Tony Larusa actually retired. Today is supposed to be the day he's retiring as manager. I'm not sure if it's happened yet, but you know he 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 should have kicked rocks a while ago. Uh, but Tony Larusa, Dave Stewart, that whole regime, what they did to this franchise had ripple effects that go out almost his, through history, right? So it's just it's so hard to not take into consideration what Mike Hazen was handed, the condition that the franchise was in, and everything that he had to do to get them back on track. It's hard to remember, but not only did the team suck at the time, but you also had just this bleak outlook on the farm system. And Mike Hazen in no time made the Diamondbacks farm system one of the most robust and exciting uh, in Major League Baseball in a very short amount of time. So, yeah, I mean, he also had like 27 first round picks and right because and, of how well, bad the team was picks, because but... of the Yasmani Tomas signing. <laughs> There's a whole thing there. There is. There's yeah, you're right. But I don't think either one of these are wrong. I think either of these are correct because as far as the current team goes and like that's the wildest thing. Madison Bumgarner is really he's a, he's a great guy. He really is like, yeah, he's, he's a very, he, he's just a, an enigma. He's just this mystery. And he always kept on the me. field. He's not always a great guy. Yeah, and even he would not, fully he, admit he's that. Not right. like, <laughs> get me playing MLB the show and you will see the worst version of Derek that you've ever seen in your life. Also put me in a car in traffic the rest of the time. I'm fine. Right. But uh, I'll say that like as, as great as he is, he, he still doesn't strike me as like a mentor to young guys so even though you're paying him all of this money he doesn't come across to me as having that additional value of like oh it's almost like you have a coach down there because you have someone talking to the young guys and telling them yeah life-changing stuff madison bumgarner feels like the kind of guy that would not even want to help a young player because he feels like that might give that guy an advantage in the future against mad bum when they play each other (laughs) i really feel like that like that's his thought process. I'm not helping you, Rook. One year, you know, we might be facing each other, and then you're going to remember everything I told you. Uh, anyway, I don't think that that's uh, that far fetched. But either one of those is fine. You can go with either one. Imagining, um, like, imagining this Diamondbacks team without the Mad Bumgarner, the Madison Bumgarner contract is pretty interesting. Like, like the Diamondbacks have about fifty, like upper fifty million um, in 
in payroll for next year that they can't get out of. It's like all guaranteed. Yep. And if Madison Bumgarner isn't here, that number goes down to like 35 million. Correct. And they're like, this team is not going to spend that much, right? We know that. But if they only had 35 million in guaranteed contracts going into next year, that's enough flexibility to make like a meaningful move, right? Um, but because Mad Bum is here, it feels like there's just not that much space to add, which I'm sure we'll talk about more once the offseason comes. But that like if if they somehow could could have a redo and not make this move, it would have a very significant impact on where the team is right now. Uh, Gabriel says in the chats, the Eric Burns signing, he spent more time making his TV show than on the field. That's fair. That's a fair assessment. Uh, I'll also say the worst contract that nobody ever talks about is Russ Ortiz's contract. Yeah, that, Russ that was Ortiz, so long ago, though. It was, like, it doesn't really matter now. Correct. But, <laughs> but, like, holy crap, was Russ Ortiz one of the worst baseball contracts in history. I don't even want to get into it because it'll make me upset. So uh, you can go look it up uh, and, and get upset yourself. It's pretty bad. I'm going to think about OG's gummies and how much I enjoy them just to make me happier and put me in a better spot. Uh, they also did something, our friends over at OG's, that – We've talked about for weeks now, and it's uh, and in those weeks, I've been getting the best night's sleep of my entire life. I'm getting such a good night's sleep, Jesse, that I don't even need to take the new Sleep Edition gummies from OGs every night just for me. I'm back on schedule, folks. Oh, there I'm back you go. on schedule, but uh, you can be too using the brand new Sleep Edition gummy from OGs. They're flavoring dreams with a two-to-one THC to CBN ratio. Uh, CBN is a compound that helps you not only fall asleep, but stay asleep. Again, my biggest problem. I, I get I get woken up by the uh, the dishwasher because my wife will like run it at night. That wakes me up. Uh, the water cooler, my cat running in front of my face. Uh, our ice machine is very loud. <laughs> I don't know if OG's is even going to fix the I, no, cat they running help, across No, it helps all of it. I just sleep <laughs> through all of it now. And it's delicious with their new aqua berry flavor. So I uh, highly recommend you checking out OG's online at ogsbrands.com. Or on Instagram at OG's Brands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary. Must be 21 years or older to purchase and enjoy and to sleep just great. People under 21, they sleep fine. They don't need the help. But over, yeah, well, you know, you older folks, like I'm calling people over 21 older. That was cute. <laughs> uh, we also got some pretty cool events in the works with our friends from Four Peaks Brewing Company. Uh, but until then, of course, you guys need to keep an eye out not only on our social media, but on Four Peaks Brewing Company because it's haunted now. It's terrifying. It's scary. It sent Saul running for his life. So, uh, you know, and that guy, he was, he was a drill sergeant. So it's terrifying. But you know, <laughs> make sure to enjoy the Haunted Brewery Tours this spooky season over at Four Peaks Brewing Company. Uh, that's Monday through Wednesday, 7 p.m. and 8.30 p.m. They have two tours per night. You can check out. Uh, I think you can get tickets for that or at least book it through their website. But if not, uh, make sure to check out Four Peaks Brewing Company uh, over there on H Street because – they have the wonderful beers, the wonderful chicken tenders, and of course, now they have spooky season, so you can have a fun night over there. Must be 21 years or older and enjoy responsibly. If you can't make it out, uh, just go get some Four Peaks from your local grocery store and then have someone jump out of like the bathroom and scream at you or something. It's a similar effect. Uh, Leah, can we get our next question for... Uh, Wait, can we talk about Russ Ortiz just for a little bit No, longer? I do not want to talk about Russ Ortiz, I, just, I can't get over the numbers. It's fucking absurd. It's I don't even wild. want to talk about it. I hate it so in much. In 2005, Russ Ortiz had 65 walks and 46 strikeouts in 115 innings. I know. He had more walks than strikeouts, and it like wasn't even close. I lived through it. And that I was, was there. That was the first year oh. of a four-year $33 million contract, which... Today doesn't sound like it that much. Like back much. in 2005, that would have been a pretty substantial contract. And he came back the next year. He made six starts. Also had more walks than strikeouts. Six starts with a 7.54 ERA. And then, uh, and then the team ate the 22 million dollars remaining on his contract after that point. It's just is wild. <laughs> 22 million back in 2005. So you know what that means. You can eat 37 million now. Madison Bumgarner is a substantially better pitcher right now <laughs> than is. Russ Ortiz He's not was long. back He's not then. Wrong. It's not even close. All right. Let's go back to the mailbag. I'm upset. All right. Brian Lefevre. Lefevre? Lefevre. Lefevre? Lefevre. No. Lefevre. No, there you go. There we go. That's uh, Brian, definitely it. Brian asks, what can the D-backs do to actually improve the bullpen for 2023? We don't know. Uh, looking at the list of impending free agent relief pitchers, there isn't much that really stands out in your opinion and our opinion as well, Brian. We agree with you 100%. We talked about uh, free agency in general being a 
kind of a vast wasteland. Like, yeah. it's just there's not many available free agents that can improve this team substantially. And there's a pretty wide gap between like the top free agents available and then everybody else. Right. Yeah. Like there's guys that the Diamondbacks aren't even going to try to sign because they are far we're not going to get Edwin yeah, Diaz. They're just, yeah, we're not getting Edwin Diaz, basically. That's what we're here to tell you. We'll tell you this every time we address the bullpen. We're not getting Edwin Diaz. I hope that they get Edwin Diaz and then just make they're, us look like They're fools. not going to get Edwin Diaz. We'll have to go back and get all of these clips and put <laughs> yeah, together. Yeah, oh, that would be. And then the press conference with them <laughs> signing Edwin Diaz. But no, they're not going to get Edwin Diaz. That's the point we're trying to make here. Yeah, I mean, they could get like like Rafael Montero is a name that I wrote about over with sure. the Houston Astros. I think he's a really interesting candidate who probably wouldn't cost that much, but is still really effective. Um, Carlos Estevez, a longtime Rocky. Uh, he's also a free agent that I wrote about in in a recent article as, as someone that they might chase after. Um, but yeah, like they're. There's just not there's not a lot of great options in, in free agency or right, at least that the Diamondbacks could afford. Um, so. You're looking at a trade, like maybe that's a possibility. I don't see the Diamondbacks making a trade for like a really top flight back end relief pitcher. I don't think that's super realistic, but it's something that they'll probably look at just because they do have a lot of outfielders that teams will be interested in and there could be a, a fit there. But, you know, it it realistically might be like Corbin Martin comes next year into camp as a reliever rather yeah. than a starter. You know, it's J.B. Bukowskis. Like, can you kind of figure some things out there and, and try to get him a role in the bullpen at the big league level. And you do have some pieces that you'll bring into next year. Like Joe Mantiply will be here. He'll probably be sort of a centerpiece of, of the bullpen for next year. Caleb Smith, I think has a, a pretty good chance of, um, of being brought back for next year. So there are some pieces in house already, but it's tough. Like the reality, Derek is that the diamondbacks bullpen in 2023 will probably be better. Um, but how much better, I, I don't know. At, at some point, you have to develop these relievers from within, and the D-backs just haven't really done a very good job of that recently. Brian Lefevre is Dennis Reynolds' alter ego he uses to get off, according to Gabriel. So I don't even trust that that man was asking us a real question Interesting. anymore. <laughs> um, but I, I will agree with Jesse. Uh, I'll say this, though. Who do you think is going to possibly emerge as like a Joe Mantiply next season where they – Maybe maybe they weren't outstanding, but next year all of a sudden they bounce back and have themselves mm. a, a great year in the Diamondbacks bullpen. That's a good question. Um, I mean, Joe Mantiply is just sort of they don't really come out of nowhere very often. Um, but I think like Kyle Nelson could maybe be that guy. Yeah, right? like, so, so a couple of these guys we've seen them pitch pretty brilliantly. Yeah, Kyle Nelson is is a is a good name to bring up. Um, yeah, I think he'll definitely be back in in some capacity next year, competing for a role. But I mean, uh, like. What could really turn things around for the bullpen is if you said to Dre Jameson, like, hey, we want you to be a back end reliever. No. And but yeah, like No. Like, <laughs> you can't believe you just said those they're, words. They're not, no, they're not gonna do that. No, like, they're, they're not, not gonna they're do not that. They're not gonna You're do right. that. They're not gonna do that. No. So uh Tommy Henry, I think there's a decent chance that you'd look at him potentially in a bullpen role. Um, yeah, sure. That's fine. I'm okay with that. You're, you, can have, you can have Tommy Henry. You're not okay. You <laughs> and, and Ryan Nelson, you're probably not going to do that either because yeah. he's been so effective in the starting rotation. You're probably looking at him for, for a role in the rotation for next year. But like those are the real answers of sure. like guys who would be effective in the bullpen. But at this point, I think you're still evaluating those guys as starters. Yeah. Well, I think Kevin Ginkle um, is a name also that we didn't bring up. But yeah, honestly, he's been really steady. He's been really steady. Lately. Yeah. We tweeted this out. But since September 1st, he's only allowed two earned runs in uh, 20. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, in two earned runs in 13 and two thirds innings pitched. He's had a, a really good. He had a really good September. Yeah, And he was striking. He had some good stuff yesterday. Two strikeouts, 14 K's in that time frame. Yeah. And he hasn't allowed a home run in 27 games. So like. There's just something building there. And again, it's it's weird because none of the bullpen pieces have worked out for this team. Even Joe Mantiply was an all-star and then pitched like more of a non-all-star for the second half, right? Yeah. It's not taking anything away from him because he was still very effective. And to be honest, he was still one of the best parts of this bullpen. Just the Diamondbacks didn't have anybody that you can consider to be a lockdown reliever in this pen. Uh, Reyes, Reyes Maranta is another guy who honestly, like, yeah. he wasn't locked down or anything like that, but ended up being a nice pickup for this team when they needed somebody that could come into games. I mean, 
shit, the man eventually worked himself into being like a temporary closer for them because he was yeah. he was I mean, on such a little street not, there. Not an ideal fit for him probably, no, but no, not at all. Especially going up against the Dodgers in that yeah. one scenario. But I mean like so so Mantiply, Nelson, uh Ginkle and Maranta and you've got four relievers yeah. that like you feel like you probably will bring back next year. So there's already the beginnings of of you know, what, what the bullpen what for next like. year will look like. It's not going to be, you know, eight completely new guys that you've never seen in it's a true. D-backs uniform. It's right? true. Good chance that we might see one or two new names added at the most, right? But that is still, I think, in my opinion, uh, could be what, what it takes. I mean, really, yeah. the Diamondbacks need to figure out their closer situation, and that's something, unfortunately, that isn't really going to work itself out. Ian Kennedy probably won't be there with this team no, next season. He will not. But Mark Melanson will. And his name will That's still true. be in contention for that closer spot. So add Mark Melanson to the list. That's yeah. a good point. So you're probably looking at five relievers that you pretty much already have next year. And we didn't even mention Caleb Smith in that list. Yeah, and so Caleb that Smith could has, be six. again, another guy that's been pretty good for them at times. Better, pretty good. Better than other names have been. But uh, moving on, Leah, let's get some more fun questions in here. Uh, what part of this team is more improved from the beginning of the season? Hitting, fielding, starting pitching, bullpen, something else. Uh, that's a great question. I would say the outfield, just as a whole, right? Like our outfield went from wondering at the beginning of the season who was going to play uh, and when they were going to play to now just having this abundance somehow of talent in the outfield that the Diamondbacks need to figure out how yeah. to get all of these guys playing time. It, it, Tori Lovello has said it. Mike Hazen has said it. It's It's a cliche at this point, but it really isn't a bad problem to have compared to where they were at at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of turned into an embarrassment of riches at this point where there's just, like, too many good outfielders, right? We've right. talked about that a lot. Um, yeah, so I would just say, like, the offense in general um, because it – and it's weird to look back on now, but do you remember the first few weeks of the season when the Diamondbacks oh my, was a team? score? They, they were hitting, like, like a buck 50 yeah. or something yeah. through nearly a month of baseball. Yep. Um, and – I think we all sensed at the time that it was a problem that would sort of correct itself. And uh, there was some regression to the mean that was probably going to happen there as well. Uh, but the numbers were startling. I they mean, for a, for a while there, it was like Seth Beer was knocking the cover off the ball and nobody else could hit to save their lives. Um, Remember him? Remember Seth Beer? Yeah, we uh, yeah. It was good times on opening day. It was good times. But you're right. Day. I mean, the offense, it's not just that, but like even last season, right? The Diamondbacks could not hit home runs last season they just couldn't yeah and now this season we have you know multiple players with 20 plus home runs right at least we have we have christian walker dalton varsho is anybody else hitting home runs besides those I two think guys that would be that no, would be but, the that but, would be the end of it for but, 20 plus. i mean for yeah. the most part i think those two guys together hit more home runs than the diamondbacks as a team collectively hit in 2021 the I team don't think that's true i know but, but the but team was really closer bad than it, it probably should be. yeah it's definitely <laughs> closer but um, yeah, they, we definitely saw this team figure things out at the plate, and that was not only good to see, but, I mean, we saw the starting pitching continue to be as good as it was there early on, which we thought, obviously, it wasn't going to last. It didn't, but yeah, we still saw— Yeah, that was saw, the other extreme. The yeah, starting rotation was insane just to start insane the year. insane at the beginning of the season, right? So you have guys coming back down to earth, but you still have Zach Gallon setting records and still being incredible here as the season winds down. Merrill Kelly, we talked about it earlier, but— his first half was just out of this world. And I mean, honestly, uh, his his numbers at the end of the season are still going to look pretty damn good. Yeah. I mean, he's 13 and eight with a 3.43 ERA. Yeah. So like he might have had a rough September, but that's still a really, really good season for, sure. for Merrill Kelly. For sure. Um, what else we got, Leah? If you had a food fight against another PHNX beat, who would you be waging war against? What food would be your weapon of choice? Jesse, you have the floor. <laughs> so um, so this was probably a, uh, two weeks ago, maybe. Um, our pal, Anthony Totri, uh, we're just hanging out in the office, just doing our thing. And Totri looks at me and he's like, you look like the kind of guy who would eat chicken tenders wherever you go. Like no matter what restaurant you go to, you always order the chicken like tenders. Like a small child. Like a small child. Um, and of course, he's completely right. No, no he's I'm absolutely kidding. correct. No, he's not correct. <laughs> I order the chicken tenders at Four Peaks, but I don't it's order because the chicken tenders at Four Peaks. Are because incredible. the chicken tenders Everybody at Four does. Peaks are incredible. Um, but I do not order the chicken tenders really uh, anywhere else. Any other restaurant that I ever go to, do I ever order the chicken tenders? Um, 
So I was very insulted by this comment uh, <laughs> from Anthony Totri. And so I honestly, it's not even the Sun Devils beat. I have no problem with Sean or Shane. It is just Totri himself. <laughs> and I am going to throw chicken tenders at him. I am going to order all of the chicken tenders. I'm not going to get them from Four Peaks because that would be that wasteful. Would be wasteful. That would yeah, be horribly wasteful. I'm going to find some somewhere. trashy chicken tenders yeah. and I'm going to chuck them at Totri's face. In, in sauce? Like, are you dipping them in sauce? Oh, I'm dipping them in all the sauce. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting like all of the condiments and uh, they're going to be, yeah, it's going to be right. a, an absolute mess when they hit Totri's face. I, so. I mean, I think I have a similar beef uh, and it's with the coyotes beef. Leah. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. You're attacking our own. With the coyotes. Wow. Beat. Yeah, I know. And it's like, I know there's a rule in I'm our chat shocked. about these. Charles will say, I, does he have to tap Point, the sign again? Tap there's the sign. Don't no, no Leah slander. This isn't slander at Leah. Much like Jesse, it's more of a personal grievance with Craig. <laughs> Okay, uh, I want because he beat you in Southwest. It's not Bias because he beat me. Okay. It's, no, it's his, it's his it's his ridiculous opinions on ketchup. It's his absurd <laughs> opinions on ketchup, and that's exactly what I would throw at him: hot dogs with just ketchup on them. That's what I'm. That's my weapon of choice. Uh, but like sauced in those, you know, just like it's he's not even going to be able to have fight like fight back because he's going to be so disgusted by the amount of ketchup on those hot dogs. <laughs> Um, but that's, you know, that again, that's nothing against Leah. Leah's wonderful. But yeah, all the beats as a whole are great. Yeah, it's they really just are. just these individual really people are. that we find to be just utterly detestable. So, yeah. so there you go. <laughs> He's not wrong. He, that's my feelings on Craig as well. Yeah, and my feelings on Totri. But Craig, everyone else, everyone Craig, else is Craig great. tried to slide out of the office earlier. And then when we pointed out that he was doing the old Irish goodbye, he made a point to go around and shake every person's hand it before was, he left. It was one of the weirdest things. He's a monster. The man is an absolute it was, criminal. It was sort of uncomfortable. Right. But. Do we have any more uh, questions? <laughs> what else we got? Oh, this is great. Uh, Danielle Cortez, our friend, co-host of the show, says, if you could go trick-or-treating with one D-backs player, who would it be this spooky season? Jesse, who are you going with? I don't. Like, what are you looking for in We've someone talked, that you're going to go trick-or-treating? I, I don't. Camaraderie? Like, somebody that you're going to join? Maybe a two-person costume? Like, who's going to play along in, like, dressing up as a Mighty Morphin uh, Power Ranger with you, right? Like, who? Mm. See, here's what I'm going with. Yeah, right? what are you going with? I'm going with Josh Rojas for a number of reasons. Josh Rojas is from the Valley. Josh Rojas knows where you can get the full-size candy bars. Not only that, but what I'm looking for is someone who's going to beat up the guy that tries to bag snatch me, right? I'm out on the streets. I'm having a good time. And someone comes by and runs and grabs my bag. Josh Rojas will chase that man down and beat him in the streets and bring me back my bag. And that's what I'm looking for. Guys. In a, in a trick-or-treat party. I got to interrupt you for a second. What's up, uh -oh. so? I mean, I've, the, from the day I met Jesse... I, I knew exactly what he sh what Halloween costume he should uh -oh, dress up as. This can't be good. Let's hear it. <laughs> oh, absolutely, Derek! You should be the headless horseman. Okay, he should be Ichabod. Ichabod Crane. Crane. Oh my! <laughs> Tell me, that is he fantastic. doesn't look like Ichabod Crane. I just watched that Disney cartoon of that. <laughs> Put this his weekend. hair in a ponytail. Oh my god! <laughs> Let's ride. We're done. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> Inflatable horses, you and me. Let's go. I am your Halloween trick or yeah, treat. I guess now. you're That's the person it. I should go Let's with. Go. Oh my <laughs> god. That's such a good idea. I love that idea so much. Of course, I have no idea what you're talking I about. Like normal. <laughs> <laughs> It's a literary lost on classic. Me. It's, it's, not it's even, utterly, this utterly lost. Pop on me. <laughs> oh my god! I've heard of it. Oh, I think <laughs> you've heard of it. <laughs> you've disappointed Saul. Yeah, he just walked he out. This can't now. be good. Uh, I mean, you you wouldn't want to go with like like Corbin Carroll because he would just he would just go so quickly from house to house. There's no See, way you no, could possibly great, no way you could possibly keep yeah. up. So. But I, but I'm saying I, I, like, I couldn't keep up with him. So like, I don't know who's someone who, who isn't absurdly fast on the Arizona Diamondbacks that I could go trick or treating with. There's Reyes Moranta. Reyes Moranta. That's <laughs> problem solved. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I will, I will absolutely go with Reyes. I, would go, I, would go I with honestly Reyes think that Reyes Moranta would be pretty fun to hang out with absolutely. for, uh, for a day. Absolutely. Maybe a, a slight language barrier. Um, we'll get over but, it time. but we'd get we'd get over yeah, it i'm fine. sure yeah all right well those were incredible you guys are incredible <laughs> thank you as always for your questions um of course we want to thank our sponsors over at underdog because underdog won me a thousand dollars and i'll still not let anybody in this office forget that because it was on pitch counts and you can do whatever you want 
over at the Underdog app. You can bet on pitch counts. You can bet on Josh Allen. I'll never bet. On, I'll never pick Josh Allen to throw over 330 yards ever again. I don't care if he actually mm-hmm. does it or not. But uh, these are these are decisions you can make in life once you have downloaded and used the Underdog app. And right now we're hooking you up. Uh, PHNX is giving you up to $100 on your first deposit for doubling your first deposit. Just use our code of PHNX and you will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy. Promo code PHNX. Get in on the action today. Download it from the App Store, wherever you get your apps. Uh, We'll also have the link in our description below. And, of course, we've been talking about game time. Uh, Shane is trying to hypnotize everybody into uh, Josh and Shane got together. There's like a little like thing. I've watched it a million times, and I'm programmed now uh, to get down on game time. And you should, too, because there's no better way to save tickets. Here's the thing. We live in a world now where you have no idea when that concert is going to actually take place, right? Trust issues are are, are here. Uh, the, the, there is no more trust between us and, and venues and concert, uh, you know, these, these promoters, right? They're just going to move the concert whenever they want to anyway. So why even try to buy your tickets early? Buy your tickets at the last minute. Get 60% off over at game time and just thrive in being a procrastinator. Uh, you know you have FOMO. You know you're going to miss out. Forget about it. Just the concert go, tickets go on sale. You know how it is. They sell out in like five minutes. You're all frustrated. Go to game time the day of. Buy your tickets there. Uh, the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description below. Uh, and, of course, we thank you for doing so. Uh, all season long, make sure to get your tickets at game time next year. And not to mention, now is the best time to be a sports fan, right? Because all the sports are starting. We're ending, of course. But that doesn't mean that baseball season ends here in, in Arizona. So we'll be covering Arizona Fall League, winter meetings, all that stuff. We've talked to you guys about that. But uh, make sure you go to all of your favorite sporting events using our friends at game time. Uh, And speaking of which, Jesse and I have talked about giving some stuff away. This Thursday, we're having a special 11 a.m. show where we are going to do exactly that. So keep an eye out on our social media. The way that we're going to do this is we're going to put some of the prizes we have up to win on there. Just retweet, like us in order to to enter. And then we're going to pick a winner in the chat. On Thursday, so you have to be present to win, and that's how we're doing it. Can we're, I enter? We're drawing you in. Um, so <laughs> here's the thing uh, I may have had some extra items that I shared with people around the office, and I had nothing for Leah at all. So Leah might have to get get down on this and be eligible to enter. And if she wins the prize package, it, it's you're my, all just gonna have to look in the day, other direction. It's my day off Thursday, but I'll sh- but I'll show up in the see, chat. See, you there hear that. So you so guys everybody show up fight the me for, for the stuff. That's right. Everybody <laughs> fight Leah for our grand prize, which is going to be a bunch of bunch of stuff, including including a Jacob Fage worn. Did he wear it? I don't know. I think he squeezed it too. I don't it. even know what you're talking it's about. It's a child's extra large hot dog shirt. He did not wear it. Oh. Unworn. Oh. Unworn. Unworn. It would have been great if he and tried it And you can it take on. a picture wearing it and tweet it at Craig S. Morgan. Yes. Hot ketchup yes. on a hot dog. Yes. Whoever wins we honestly that should just that. give it to Craig. That's what we should do. Uh, but of course, we thank you guys. Make sure to check out our social media on PHNX underscore D-backs uh, to keep up with those, uh, those, those prizes that we're going to be giving away on Thursday. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter as well. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse N. Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs again. But, of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, sorry that the comments were down today, but we thank you guys for being here. We know you were here. We saw your chat. We saw your comments. I we did see that uh, Josh Hunt said we should trick-or-treat with Dalton Varshow because he has all those extra arms. You know, to carry more candy. Brilliant. So Brilliant. He, has all, he has, all, has all the tools. So if anything goes wrong with your Josh Halloween mentioned costume, this as well. he can sew, he can carpenter, he can do all of that stuff. Right. right? <laughs> anyway, uh, we thank you guys again for being here. On behalf of Jesse, Leah, and myself, we always appreciate you checking out the show. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you go trick-or-treating with D-backs players.